let us pray. Gracious Lord God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this chance uh, to hear from you. We give you thanks that your word is eternal. God guide us that we may be faithful to you. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of Scripture Talk. I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is... Sister Brandy Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchot. And on the ones and twos... Brother Stacy Tyler. And yes, we are here to do the thing that we make the claim that we do, uh, which is a talk about talk a about scripture. scripture. Um, we're really hoping that uh, our friends over at Zito Media let this episode get out better uh, than the last episode, uh, which just fell apart. Um, you know, I, I, I pray for two things. I pray for Zito's redemption, um, and I pray for Etex, the uh, new fiber uh, internet provider that is coming in town. <laughs> They're not closer. paying me anything, but I'll stump for them. They'll get any closer. Uh, I'm, I'm anyone, creeping. yeah, oh, I, you know, I see them. I, you know, I see them at work. I just, I need them to get here. Anyways, um, we are here to talk about scripture. Uh, we are here kicking off um, a still untitled series. It's in process. Um, but we are, we finished Summer of Rock. And so now, uh, I also realized we haven't spent a whole lot of time in the Gospels lately. Um I've been a weird, like, Going letters in Old Testament summer. I'm not sure I set it up, meant to set it up that way, but it's been a lot of, like, Jeremiah. And we, we, we did Jeremiah at least once. We did Ezekiel. We did Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. We did Exodus. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna dive back in uh, to the gospel. Uh, this week, we're going to look at uh, the gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to, is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? As if he didn't know. That's not in there. (laughs) But they were silent. For on the way, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be the first must be the last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. One of the the classic tropes that this scripture falls into is that the disciples are idiots, and they're great. And and because they're idiots, they're incredibly useful to us, right? We should look with the disciples, not with judgment, but they are idiots. (laughs) It's because they are realistic, Right here are these people, and they get like two things wrong in the same show. Um, get two, two things wrong in this same section. Right, um, Jesus is talking about his death and crucifixion, his, his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection. And and a they don't get it. Okay, <laughs> fine. It's kind of a lot. It's a lot for any of us. And they have access to the answer. Jesus, it's right there. But they're afraid to ask him. They're like, there Jesus is, perfectly capable of helping them. 
they're afraid to ask him. And then, after this, whenever this conversation, as they're walking, they have some argument over um, who is the best, who is the greatest, who's going to, you know, th- this argument gets phrased different ways in different Gospels, but it is some idea of, um, you know, who among us is the most important, <laughs> the greatest. Um, and, and Jesus, I love, I love the setup in Mark. It's like, what were you arguing about? Yeah, yeah. omniscient, yeah. <laughs> I think I didn't notice that. I literally noticed everything. I'm Jesus. <laughs> I'm literal Jesus. And, and not just that, but then he takes this, you know, something that we miss culturally, but it points out that he sat down. Yeah. Because in, in their culture, especially someone who was viewed as Jesus was as a rabbi, when they sat down, that meant, get ready, here comes a teaching moment. Right, yeah. Here's uh-huh. a teaching moment. Yeah. We're, yes. we're, we're going to teach. So you know they're sitting here arguing, and I can just see he sits down, and they're all going, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, now you've done it. <laughs> now we're going to get We shouldn't it. have said anything on that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, but yet, or oftentimes, we find ourselves doing the same thing, looking at other ministries and all of that. How does our ministry compare to someone else's? Are yeah. we doing uh, what we're supposed to be doing? Or you know, do, is our webpage better than yeah, theirs? And incidentally, it is. But, uh, I mean, sure, uh, of course, yeah, it is, it turns out. <laughs> but but <laughs> the, the, really reality, yeah, the, best. the reality of it is, you know, Two different things. And it's interesting how quickly they go, and, and we don't know the time lapse, but I've always found it interesting reading this, how quickly they go from listening to him talking about, you, you know they're all about to kill me, right? They're going to come, they're going to grab me, I'm going to die, but that's not going to be the end of it and all that. And they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he comes into power, who is his who, right-hand who, who's man? Who's got this? Yeah. Who's got this? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're totally still looking at this as he's going to be king there on earth. Right. And just glossing over all that he's saying about the whole death part. They're like, yeah, 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 sure. Well, and I think it also misses, again, and this is where Jesus brings it, right? That, like, it is not that all of them are going to have the same roles, and not that all of them do have the same roles. Like, Peter um, ends up emerging as a leader. John ends up emerging as a leader. There are some that emerge and have certainly more illustrious, you know, post-resurrection careers uh, than (laughs) others. But the hallmark of all of that wasn't, you know, a quest for earthly greatness. Um, It was a quest to um, serve. It was a quest to, um, you know, less of themselves and more um, more of God. It was a way of um, being a servant. And he, you know, kind of sets up this thing of, you know, understand that you are to serve others so that they will see me. Uh, and those who see me will see the one who sent me. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the gig, right? That's, that sits at the core of this. It is not an earthly greatness. Um, it is, you know, more about, more about serving and, you know, and, and, and that's why these two things are part of why these two, you know, moments the disciples are related because they're both about serving, right? It sets up this ultimate way how Christ is going to serve and then sets up the value that serving has in the kingdom of God versus any other statement of value. The thing, um, the, the thing that makes, a, a, a you know, a, the 
work in God's kingdom valuable is your willingness to serve rather than be served. And again, this is not this is not new thinking. This shows up all over the New Testament and certainly all over the four Gospels. But we have it here in Mark, in, in, in Mark's typical, real short, really pithy style, going, look, let's cut to the, you know, Mark is, there. Jesus probably said more <laughs> on this, but Mark cuts the chase. Yeah, right? right, so doggone fast. Right, I mean. Mark's got hand cramps. He doesn't want to write more than he has to. Uh, Mark is just, okay, here's the thing. Here's what Jesus said. Uh, Jesus said, uh, servant, we're all servants. Um, uh, and then he brought in this kid, uh, and he said this thing about the kid. Um, there's probably more, but that's really what matters. You know, something I found interesting looking at this in the uh, comparison of the child and saying, he who welcomes this individual. Because I think back to how often uh, Jesus juxtaposed his mission and what was going to be the disciples in comparison to what the religious leaders were doing. Yeah. And they were big about having these get-togethers and inviting the important people. Uh, it was a big thing of who got to sit where at the table. Sure. We see uh-huh. this in other teachings of, of uh, Jesus. And oftentimes, some invited Jesus and his disciples because he was the in rabbi at the time not so much because they believed in him and yet here he's saying it's like this little kid who has no political no great importance but if you're welcoming and loving on this one that's what it's supposed to be like. right that's the key if you welcome the unimportant just as well as the important then you're in good shape and being a disciple of jesus christ and all but i was thinking a while ago that they were probably arguing about okay who's going to take his place when he dies because you know i like Hello. Could be. Yeah. Who's it going to see? Good comments in here. Uh, Joe says, I always felt that in that moment they weren't listening, but kind of waiting for their turn to speak. Yeah. And uh, Mark is a get to the point. Love that. Less talking, more speaking. Well, it's not even that. It's just Mark. Mark doesn't. Mark is sixteen chapters. Mm-hmm. What takes Matthew twenty eight, which takes <laughs> you know Luke twenty four, takes John twenty two, something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. right? And, and even like and chapters are not all of equal lengths. Mark is by far the shortest gospel. Yeah. So much so that that Luke and Matthew essentially contain most of the contents of Mark um, as the like plot arc that then they fill in a lot of what um, a, a lot of the what the saying side a lot of what the you know kind of content side is um because mark just like again is is highly concise but i think here you look at this is also playing a game of social position um that you know that children were not like you know nowadays like families are largely built around you know um, kids activities and whatever's going on but that was not kids were not valued in the ancient world mm-hmm. and in the ancient world they were also just like viewed as tiny adults and sent to the fields in early age you think about you know David is a very young man is already out in the fields um, you know tending the sheep right kids were not you know kid, families cared about the children but not to the same degree and so children would not have been welcomed um, into a religious setting. And the idea of welcoming a child as, as welcoming the greatest, as welcoming Christ, is another one of those, like, turn it on its head. We talk a lot about it. We did a whole sermon series last year on the upside-down kingdom, and this uh-huh. is another yeah. one of those upside-down kingdom ideas of the, here's a child with no social position. That, 
that it can be that child can be equal to Christ. It's also a good lesson for us as churches, right? To not put children in a corner, um, but to value children and what children can offer. If it, you know, uh, children ha- perhaps have more standing in our society than they did then, uh, but even in modern church, they can get left behind. Yeah, yeah, I, d- I do remember when when I was uh, going to school uh, church, uh, they just kind of like locked us away in the corner somewhere in another yeah. room, and we were just like. And they gave us coloring books and blah, 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 and, and, and that's where we were. I mean, I mean, look, children, there's no doubt children can be disruptive, but maybe that's a disruption you should welcome, right? This is this falls under the category yeah. Yeah, of, yeah. you know, people, people love two things, right? People love churches to grow, and they really want young families. They really want children to not disrupt worship. Nope, it's really kind of one or the other. Yeah. It is yeah. really kind of, either children is going to disrupt some things occasionally, and that's okay. We had two children on stage uh, this past Sunday in school. Um, or uh, you're, you can sit in a church that is largely dying because there are no children in it. Yes, yeah. uh, the babies stop crying, the churches start dying. Uh, Ken has a cool uh, comment. It says, it comforts me to know that the ones who Jesus chose did not have a complete knowledge of the gospel. And so I can be a disciple too, even if my knowledge is not complete. Uh, They they pointed out some frame drops. And then Jeannie makes a good thing, which is what we were talking about, about the uh, shortness of Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, I think more time passed between Jesus' declaration and the disciples' argument. So, yeah, and, and, and that's a fair thing. It's really entirely, again, it's entirely, it's entirely possible. Um, but, I mean, all we have is they are on the road and they are going from place to place, right? Um, they pass through Galilee. Um, Capernaum is on the Sea of Galilee. So this is in this same arc. Where does it plug into the arc? It's not inter- entirely, you know... Each gospel has a slightly different arc for Jesus' life. Not wildly different in that a lot of all the, a lot of the same things happen or they each highlight different stories. But they don't the, the things don't always happen in the same order. And in a Greek biography, which is what all the gospels are, that was less important. There wasn't like there weren't news reports, right? There yeah. weren't, you know, uh, they didn't have access. Well, they couldn't interview Jesus, right? They didn't have access for firsthand <laughs> interviews. Human memory is unreliable. But also the, a Greek audience wasn't worried about that. A Greek audience was much more interested in the point of someone's life rather than the exact details lining up consistently. It's why you can have four Gospels that, again, have largely the same arc. Jesus is born in two of them. Jesus is not born in the other two. Uh, Jesus just shows up. Um, <laughs> Obviously, at some point he was. I mean, at some point he was they, born. they're not concerned with uh, but, that detail. Uh, but, uh, but Mark and John, <laughs> utterly unconcerned, utterly unfazed by the concept of Jesus being Mark born. Mark and John, actually. Uh, right. Yeah, Mark, Mark doesn't even have like, because John has to be in the Word. The Word was made flesh. The Word was with God. Right. Whoa. Mark's just like, and Jesus was baptized. Moving on. So <laughs> Moving on to the start ministry. We're baptism and moving into the ministry aspect. Right. Um, so, but so like they, all of them seem to agree. At some point, Jesus came into existence. Uh, John <laughs> wants to summarize all of Scripture prior to the Book of John, um, as John would. Um, Mark doesn't care. Um, th- then Jesus is baptized. Uh, then Jesus begins his ministry. At some point, Jesus goes into Jerusalem. Um, is arrested, is crucified, dies, and rises from the dead. Right. All of them have, and and as he travels, all of them agree. He teaches. 
largely in parables, not always in parables. He does healings, he does miracles, he drives out demons, several of them agree he fed the 5,000. One, I can't believe it's Matthew or Luke, he fed the 5,000 twice. It was a 5,000 and then there was a 7,000. 7, there we go, yeah. And, uh, and they had different loaves and yes, fishes right, amongst yeah, that too. There's, so. there's a lot of loaves and fishes in Mar- I think that's Matthew, um, as, yeah. as I reflect on it. Um, so they don't always, they don't line up perfectly in the bits that a Greek audience wouldn't care about. Because this this doesn't mean that there isn't agreement between the Gospels. There is in the way that the Gospel writers would have cared. Because Luke, writing with no first-hand experience, is reliant on Mark and his sources. Uh, Matthew and John perhaps have a different perspective. But even Matthew and John do not have the exact same like, this happens then, 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 then. But they have, all the Gospels have large agreement of the broad strokes, the pieces that, that again, to a Greek audience would have mattered. Because the point of a Greek biography is to answer the question, not what happened in, like, this scientific um, news reporting way. It was, what is the point of this person's life? And what do I need to know about this person's life to understand that point? Like who's who? They want to know who's who instead of what what or yeah. something. Right, like that. And, and it's more akin to you know eyewitness testimony, like you see in court or stuff like that. People giving the testimony from their perspective, they'll tell the same story, but it won't be all a hundred percent exactly the same. Uh, we <laughs> we we do have a, a, some funny things. He really loathes those fishes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we got to let the puns go. And, and then Jeannie makes a good one. Because if you sit and you nitpick, you can miss the point. Right. You can get hung up in the, uh, the details. when the, the point of this is the lesson that in this particular scripture is the lesson that Jesus is teaching, uh-huh. which is don't focus on who's the greatest. Focus on how you're supposed to be serving and loving others. Right. right. And that he and setting up that he's going to he is going to lead by example. Right. Yeah. Laying that, you know, we're, we're in the we're in the back. We're in the back half of Mark. Mark runs 16 chapters. So if we're in chapter nine, we're, we're in the back half. We're on our, we're on our, we're on the downward slide. Right. Um, and so it is he is setting up. I'm going to be like this. Therefore, y'all should be like this. Yeah. And if I, who am actually the greatest in this conversation, oh. uh, I'm Jesus. Yeah. Um, then if this is how I'm going to be, the goal is to emulate that. And yeah. that emulation is being a servant. That's exactly right, because you can't go wrong following behind Jesus. He always leads you in the right direction. Right. Even if that direction is not like, you know, look, what's being proposed here is rough. Right, it is the right direction um, in both uh, both an earthly and eternal sense, but it's not always it's not easy, right? Like I think we, we don't want to I don't ever want to downplay that, like this call to servanthood is tough, right? And it takes the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives for us to be able to do it. Um, it is part of why it is not the only reason, obviously, but part of why Christ lives the way He lives is like you know in some ways what he's setting up is I'm not going to ask you to do something I wouldn't do. That doesn't mean what I'm asking you to do is easy per se, but here I am going to lead by example. And in that way, you can know and you can follow. And that it is not about social position and it's not about hierarchy and it's not about who's the greatest. None of that matters, right? We're all, we, the point is to serve. The point is to um, be, you know, to point folks in the direction they need mm-hmm. to go, and that's all Christ is doing, right? If you welcome me, you welcome the one who sent me. Right. Also, it was interesting. I was on my way over here. I was listening to uh, 
to this on a U version, and uh, I I kind of let it go into uh, verse thirty eight through like forty five, where it's talking about. Um, uh, I guess it's talking about, you know, it doesn't matter who's uh, spreading the word uh, as long as they're spreading the word the right way. And it goes into talking about um, if, uh, if I'm quoting it right, uh, if uh, it's better to have one arm than two arms and and go to hell, something like that. I, I can't remember the exact. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, this, you know, this right. is in a this kind of chapter nine, chapter 10 complex. And we're going to be spending some time here in the next few weeks is look is a lot of these like putting Jesus to the test um, kind of either in this way, the, the disciples are putting Jesus to the test by their own behavior, right? Um, they, did, they didn't necessarily come, they didn't ask either of the questions they had for Jesus, right? They just, you know, either buried them. I don't understand what's about to happen, right? They bury, that's that's the burying it. Or they like argued about it among themselves and wisely, I guess, didn't take it to Jesus, didn't matter anyways. Um, and when he asked them what it was, you get this hint that they were kind of embarrassed, like they knew, Maybe we shouldn't have been well, having this. It's also yeah. not clear if if they told him that or if he just he revealed he knew. Right. So this, this, this is one of those this is one of those Mark things, right? Because in other places they do go to Jesus um, yeah. and ask him who is the greatest, right? Um, who will sit at your right hand? It is not always, you know. I, we wonder, right, is Mark reporting the same scene um, that gets reported other places as this argument um, among among some of who will be the greatest? And they ask, right, in some, or like in one case, I think Peter and Andrew's mother put them up to it um, to yes, ask them, yes. right? Like this is not the – is because this is, goes to like – are these the gospel writers with their own view of the same scene? Are there more than one? Does this conversation happen more than once? Yeah, because it does kind of play out that the conversation happened more than once when you look at timing and where they at, or at least at least the the thoughts were probably there. Right. And it's kind of kind of crazy because yeah, it, it just shows how, like Ken said earlier, the fact that they were real, they missed it, and it should give hope to us that we yeah, don't have right, to exactly. have everything all on point either. No, See, I, Jesus, yeah, Jesus yeah, right. can draw us a picture on his big cheap tablet and number two pencil <laughs> to make us understand what he's talking about. And Stacey, I think I know what you're talking about. It's later on in the chapter when they saw somebody catching out demons in Jesus' name and they're not part yes. of the group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, no, tell them to stop because they're not one of us. Jesus is not worried about that. As long as they are on his side, keep going, do right, it. Right. Well, I think that there is that broader lesson of, you know, this falls into denominational politics, right? Like, in some ways, who cares, right? You know, it, it, the question shouldn't be, like, who's getting credit for this? The question should be, is the word of God being preached, period, at the end? And right. if, the, if we run into cases where it's not, and, you know, certainly the um, Jesus has a little bit of this, but then, you know, Paul and James and the later writers talk a lot about, like, how do we deal? What do you do when you're dealing with false teachers, right? There are, but this <laughs> is not a false teacher, right? This is a person um, who is uh, truly speaking the word of God, um, and just, you know, Jesus is, again, not worried about credit. I also like this image of, like, they have this conversation with Jesus, and then later on, they need to ask him again, because, like, someone was like, yeah, but he didn't answer the question, right? <laughs> he said, we, we served, he, did, he didn't answer the question. I need to know who is going to be the greatest. Yeah. Well, which then also, uh, I'll have to go back and uh, take a look at it, but then it puts into a different uh, idea of the, 
okay, well, we already we already brought it up. We can't. Hey, mom can ask. Right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get mama to do it. Right, like he busted us last time and we didn't, like, we got in trouble and he was all like, you know, you're supposed to be the sort of involved. Whatever, I don't care. Who is going to be the great, like, I, so that's how I imagine this, right? Like, this is like one of the reasons it shows up in the different gospels in so many different spots is this was one of those, like, and you can understand it, right? This is one of those ongoing arguments um, because yeah, a lot of human thinking is there's got to be a hierarchy, right? Well, and, and that's what they were used to in the culture of especially in Judaism there was a distinct hierarchy and how it went yeah. and so from their perspective this wasn't starting a new religion you know it was fulfilling the the Judaic law and the prophecy and so and their minds are like okay but yeah, how is this going to work now how is this well, going to work <laughs> right who's going to take, take who's going to be the goat the greatest of all time tom brady <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> if you have a certain value system Sure. I, and this was part of what he was just turning upside down. Like we right. talked about in that upside down Kenyan here, just why he pulls out the little little kiddo and it was like, hey, let me sit down and teach because you're not getting it. Here is someone with absolutely no social standing, right? Whoever welcomes <laughs> one such child in my name welcomes me, right? This is not about grandeur. Yeah. Uh, this is about, this is a movement pointed towards all, not pointed towards a hierarchy. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the chat. A lot of us welcoming uh, Blake, who popped in. Blake, good to see that you're here. Welcome, and Blake. Then uh, Joe says, it reminds me of my kids asking me, Mom, who do you like better? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> also, weirdly, I did not get any messages. Huh. Uh, <laughs> there's a, the, yeah, there's a, a lot in there from, and see, earlier on we yeah, missed a, that's a, we're that's following a question the leader, the leader we're following the leader wherever he may go. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, like, again, it, they, they, they've lived in a world for, hold on, hold on, friends. There we go. Now I'm seeing it. Um, it is one of those, like, they lived in the super hierarchical world. It is innate to humanity. And then the redirect is throw out your understanding understanding of social standing. Yeah. And this, I, I think, we hear this and we like it, right? This is one of those things that we think is spiritual comfort food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love's the least, you know. Because we put ourselves in that position. as <laughs> We put ourselves in the position of the least and the lost and the the, 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 the 99. We, 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 we never think of ourselves as the 99. We're always the one, right? All the worship uh-huh. songs about, like, the sheep and the 99, the 99 and the one, is like, I'm the one that Jesus is seeking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that, I'm the one that. Jesus loves. And I'm the one that Jesus loves. And all of that is true. And I'm that child. And that means I'm welcome. Um, great. Uh, but John, for, I'm the beloved that he loves. Uh-huh. You know, let's talk to John. John needs to hear this. One more time, John. But like, actually, once you're in, right? Like, once you've accepted Christ, once you've joined the family, you're now the disciples. Yeah. You're not the sheep anymore. You're not the lost sheep anymore. You can be a found sheep. And that means you need to be okay when the other ones get found, right? right? And or you know, I, th- this is the forever, right? As a, as a person who ex- who expertise is, is church turnaround, yeah. right? Like I often show up to churches, um, and I have to make changes, right? Like we have to like change things that you're like welcoming new demographics, and you know, willing to open up a church cultures so that new people might want to show up to it. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is a challenge because all and, and the refrain is. Well, but that's not what it's always been, and that, that does not what I like. Uh-huh. 
great. You are not the one now. You're the 99. You are not the one. You are not the lost sheep wandering off. It is us's job to be a part of welcoming in the lost sheep. And that means we need to be... You are not the child that is being welcomed. You now need to be the one welcoming the child. Yeah, right. The value going is going out and finding the one to bring it back. The value is not your comfort. Uh-huh. The value is your service. So yes, sometimes church life changes. Um, sometimes church life changes to make it more likely that these lost sheep that we are supposed to be seeking, these children that we are supposed to be welcoming in, are more likely to show up. Is that going to involve sacrifice on the part of existing congregations? Yeah, absolutely. And if a congregation isn't comfortable with that idea, that's one of the ways why churches die. Uh-huh. Because yeah. what you're saying is, and, and, and people don't think about it this way, I just have to stare at this all the time, is you are saying, no, no, I am not a servant. I am here to be served. I am here to be served. Mm-hmm. You're that here to, you specifically, pastor, yeah. are here to serve me. Like yep. there's, there's not a sign on the outside of the church that says the church of so-and-so. It's well, it's a church of, all of it's a church of God, yeah. but also like the whole point is to be like charged up and then go out in the mission field. Um, this is, you know, we, we're not like a nice restaurant where like the sommelier shows up and knows your wine tastes. And I just want to use the word sommelier. It's just like, it has right. a good, that the word sommelier has a good mouthfeel. It's kind of like that Facebook post I saw that this parishioner came up to a pastor and told the pastor worship was not good today. And he said, that's okay. We weren't worshiping you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, you know, I, I tell a lot of these horror stories all the time. I, my, my favorite is, and this is one, my tenure, this is just from a church I served. This was one of the stories in their history. Um, they put ceiling fans um, in the sanctuary, yes. and the guy left because it looked like a saloon. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? Funny. Like, come on, y'all. But I think we, 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 we disassociate ourselves from, the, from being the disciples in the scripture. And the truth is we are. And oftentimes, it's maybe it's not the greatest, it's whose needs matter more. In the modern context, we live in a, a less hierarchical, or Americans, we live in a less hierarchical society. And so we don't care who's going to sit at the right hand, but we really care whose needs are going to get met in this conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I often, even, you know, in any church of our served, often it's, yes, but what about my needs? And I go, yeah, yeah, your needs are important. It's weird that you're the one advocating for them. Um, but your needs are important, I understand. But fundamentally, we are all here to be servants of all. Servants of all, servants the least, servants the folks who would not normally be welcomed, well, and that me, means we are all supposed to make sacrifices. That's to right. me, to me, it, it, it's all like it should be broken down to like your needs plus their needs plus their needs plus their. It all is like a puzzle. Sure. And it, it all fits together, and it works right if everybody's needs as a collective are met instead of just that one. But I think person. part. But I think part of the question is whose needs are you fighting for? Huh. Right? For modern church life, this should be the question. Are you arguing for your needs? Or are you, have you noticed, and that we, we have these kind of conversations too, and these are the kinds I like. I have noticed that a person who is not me is not, is not connecting, is, not, is feeling left out. What can we do to help this person? And that's when my ears as a pastor perk up and I go, huh, what an interesting conversation. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, how many times do you hear, uh, well, my needs are being met now. What about that person's needs? How can I help that person's needs be met? Right. 
Um, and what ch- what sacrifice or change am I willing to let happen? Because I understand that fundamentally this is about be this is about being a servant, oh. not being served. Right. I'm right. not saying no one your your needs should not be met in church. Um, but I also you know this is a this is a one of Emily's favorite saying like you know if. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you're not being fed in worship. You're not showing up with a spoon, right? Like God shows whether the sermon is good or whether the sermon is lousy. God is present. Whether the music is good, whether the music is lousy, whether the music is traditional, whether the music is contemporary, whether it is you know high church liturgy or you know low church shenanigans. You know the Holy Spirit showed up. If you're not connecting with it in some ways, that's on you. Right. right. <laughs> it's not like the Holy Spirit went. Oh, well, the music sucks today, so I'm out of here. Let me go over here to this other church and. There's a yeah. couple more comments in the chat. Um, one of the disciples uh, referred to the one who Jesus loved. Yes, it was John. John called himself that. Thank you, Joe. Uh, we are dropping frames. What? I, there's literally yeah. nothing I could do. Um, and the greatest leader serves others: military, church, home life, etc. Right. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. your that the fundamental orientation of your mind, spirit, and soul should be towards others. Now, your needs will get met in that, too, because also that means that, okay, if I'm worried about Brandy, then Brandy should be worried about me. Right on. And if Scott's worried about Stacy, then Stacy should be worrying about Scott, and that way we all care for one another. Mm-hmm. If you notice both that you are constantly serving and never being served, that is a problem. But that problem isn't on you. That problem is on all the other people that haven't noticed what you are doing um, <laughs> and aren't taking you into account. Right. On that note, it's probably as good place as any to bring it in for a landing. Um, thanks, Cito. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, like again, this is this is a this is a topic I'm pa- passionate about. But like you know, this is about service. Yeah. Um, and and that and that also means church life is about service. Um, and how we should approach church life is that fundamental question of um, who isn't here, why aren't they here, and what can we do to get them here. Uh-huh. that they feel comfortable here. Um, if you have any feedback for the show, I, I am deeply thankful um, to the live audience um, who uh, suffers through our uh, frame drops um, to participate. Um, if you have feedback for the show, you can leave them here um, on our Facebook page, um, over on YouTube, um, Facebook, uh, our YouTube channel where this gets posted. You can go to our website, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. If you need an audio-only version of the show, just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. And we will be back with you in one week's time, Monday at 6 p.m. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Uh, Fear not. Stay well. God is with us. And now we dance. As the frames drop around us. (laughs) 